Welcome back, folks. The Crush Cast, episode two of a planned 750. Today, Nick Lane. Now, you know Nick as AXA CEO in Japan, most recently returned to the U.S., and he runs life, retirement, and wealth management. Are you clear on his history? He had an undergraduate degree at Princeton where he served on the lacrosse team as the captain, two-time national championship, then serves in the Marines as a captain, then Harvard MBA, then McKinsey before he comes back to our firm. You're going to love this discussion. Our goal on the Crushcast to get to know our people and be inspired by our people. Mick Lane is an inspirational leader with tremendous vision, but he stays grounded and humble. Buckle up and enjoy. All right, Nick, now with about six months under your belt, there is a lot of curiosity about your experience in Japan. And so now that you've been back for six months, what would you say would be some of your biggest insights about your stretch as CEO in Japan? It's a great question, Jim, and it's great to be here on Crushing It with you. This is exciting. My belief is globally, everybody wants the same thing. They want fulfillment in their lives. They want to take care of their family. They want to pass something on to the next generation. But how do you do that in a different culture, in a different ecosystem, with different norms? And so it forces you to challenge all your biases and your approach for how you would do it and come up with something new. So I found that to be the most uh, sort of exciting and inspirational part of being in Japan, 9,000 employees trying to take care of Japanese citizens and give them a better life. And so part of that is people are people. And you saw values, you saw beliefs, you saw the importance of the family, and then it's just understanding what drives them? Yeah, it's that human connection. I mean, it's what I learned in Axe Advisors and and being with this company in the U.S., at the end of the day, people want to know that you care before they care yep. what you really yep. know. What um, matters is the human connection. All right, now you're back. There must be a few things that you miss about Japan. What do you miss the most? The food. Yeah. Food so. was unbelievable. If you've never watched the documentary Hero Dreams of Sushi, that will give you an insight into the pride and focus on quality of actually delivering something that creates a... A, an amazing client and customer experience. So not just the quality, but the showmanship? Quality, showmanship, presentation, and then just the pride of the creation. Uh, the food was unbelievable, but then also miss the people, the relationships yeah. that I made uh, with my team, with my staff. I actually got an email today from somebody in Japan that I had worked with saying they're coming to New York and they want to get together. And uh, those relationships, I think, are special. That's great. And those will be timeless. When you came back, were there any surprises? You were gone for a while, and now all of a sudden you come back to the company, and I'm sure some things seemed the same. Were there any surprises about what might have been different? Outside of the company, I mean, the, the political environment and the tone in the country has changed a lot in the three years. Yeah. Uh, much more combative. So I've always sort of been one of can't we find solutions and make progress. So that, that was a real eye-opener in the last three years. On the company, obviously, the obvious is that we went public, but really a, a sense now of, of everybody figuring out what does that mean in terms of our direction? What does that mean in the opportunities that we have? And it's been 
sort of exciting to imagine the new future, to grow collectively, and to, to build that house. And when you are now back in this role, what are you most excited about when you look at our future? The people. Yeah. The people are awesome. Our culture is awesome. It was great coming through the doors again and seeing so many people that truly care about what they do, care about their fellow employees, and want to build something meaningful. I mean, you only get unique opportunities in your life to be part of those types of teams, and this has all those ingredients. It is something special for sure. Now, let's go back to your formative years. Do you have, when you think about your own personal or even professional development, either a teacher or a coach that stands out as your favorite? My favorite? Well, I've been blessed to have so many great mentors and teachers. I mean, just when you ask the question, these images like a Bob Jones, yeah. even peers that, that have helped me grow as an individual and as a professional. The, probably the most formative when you say that may have been my college lacrosse coach, yep. Bill Tierney. Six national championships, two different schools, one because I was younger, but two um, because he had such a strong conviction on who he wanted us to be and what he wanted us to accomplish. And when, if you follow lacrosse, he did that at Princeton and built a juggernaut and relatively recently went all the way over across the country to Denver where really lacrosse has not been a force, had a national championship there too. How do you think he did it? There's a great, and if you want to Google it, it's, it's Coach Tierney in his own words talking about his leadership philosophy. Um, but there are a couple things that, that stayed with me. The first is dream big, right? Do something meaningful. So before I got to Princeton, he said, we're going to win a national championship. And they had never done it, and they weren't a powerhouse. Hmm. And our first year, we did it. And it was this notion of, hey, go for it. Other coaches were saying we want to be competitive and maybe we'll compete, but it was all about the team and what we would accomplish as a team. The second is he had this, this fundamental view, which is I believe in you, so I'm going to push you to do things you don't think you can accomplish on your own. And I'm going to push you to get to the next level. And that sort of balance between I'm pushing and I'm challenging you and that's going to make you a better not just player but also a better human being is something that I've always appreciated in coaches I'm not looking for a best friend I'm looking for somebody that is really going to help me be a better person and also going to help me be a better professional along the journey of becoming your best self yeah you've been in leadership roles for more than 20 years captain the lacrosse team in the Marines and now in Japan and here. Are there some key leadership tenets that you adhere to that you find effective? I mean, I have my own uh, values and I think values are important as, as a leader. One I mentioned is, yeah, as a tenant, you, you need to strive for greatness. And yeah. that, that goal of striving for greatness is what differentiates some teams for others. The other is I've always believed in high-performing teams, not high-performing individuals. The power of people coming together in terms of creating better ideas, creating better solutions, I think is much more powerful than individual stars. And then maybe, you know, this notion of, hey, how do you be a servant leader? Yeah. Right? You never ask anybody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. 
and you're always sort of guided by do the right thing for the firm, do the right thing for the team, and then put your ego second. You have a busy life. Everybody does. And everybody's dealing with this time juggle between professional and personal. I think about all that is on you. How do you approach your juggle? How do you approach being there for your family, for your children, and then also addressing all of your responsibilities and opportunities here? It's a challenge. And I think other, other people have that challenge and they have bigger challenges than myself. I'm humbled by what I see people do every day from you know our cleaning staff when I find out they're commuting two hours of work to get in here, the dedication they deliver and what they're doing for the community in their own personal lives. So you know, I would say it's a challenge for everybody. Some of the best practices is have a plan. Be conscious of where you spend your time. Set your priorities. What do you want to do in the community? What do you want to do in the family? What do you want to do in work? And that will help guide you and make sure you're staying within those boundaries and have balance. The other, I saw, you know, I'm thinking of uh, people in Axe Advisors. Chris, for example, uh, speaking with him. Others who say, how do you balance that work-life component? How can you make your family feel like they're contributing to your work and your success? I think is an important part of not feeling the stress and tension. The thing that I've noticed with you, really since we met, is you always seem to manage to have fun. Like no matter how big the stakes are or how big the challenge is or what the environment is, I notice you're constantly laughing, constantly trying to figure out what's fun about this, what's funny about this. Is that purposeful or is that just who you are? Maybe a little bit of both, yeah. right? I think you got to be an optimist in the world. Yeah. I, I believe in the Stockdale paradox. When you look at the future, you've got to have a sense of the reality of the challenges you're facing. But you've got to have optimism that you're going to make the world a better place and you're going to be successful. And I do remember Denny Deverne, one of our former chairmen, he said, the job's hard enough unless you're having fun. Yeah. And at the end of the day, when you talk to a Dick Genrad or you talk to some of the legends, right, they remember the journey. Right. And the journey itself is the fun part. So enjoy the challenges, enjoy the frustrations. Right. That's what you're going to remember 20 to 30 years from now. We shouldn't grind our way through it. Everybody likes to work hard as long as the work is meaningful. And what you're saying is work hard, but like enjoy working. hard. Yeah. And I remember, look, uh, there was a British Marine and we used to have these 12 leadership traits in the Marine Corps and he piped up and he said, there's a 13th trait and all ears and eyes went to him and I, I won't try to mimic his accent, but he said, look, when you're the bogs of Scotland and it's raining for 30 straight days and it's cold and wind, windy out there, right? Everybody knows that essentially you're feeling miserable. So cheerfulness in and of itself yes. is a leadership trait that, that can be that catches, it catches fire, right? Motivation extends to other motivation, so. Yeah. Well, we will cheerfully drill it. Nick, yeah. it's been great chatting with you. Jim, you it has much. been an honor to be part of your podcast, and I love the new forum you're delivering messages at. Thank you. Thanks, Nick Lane. Great to be with you. That was a fun discussion. There were some meaty nuggets of wisdom. Dream big. Strive for greatness, the power of people coming together. Be conscious of where you spend your time. 
You've got to be an optimist. And then finally, I love this. Cheerfulness is contagious. It catches on. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get after it, folks. Crush it.